Hi, this is a production of Community Covenant Church in Eagle River, Alaska, where our mission is to bring Christ's hope, healing, and wholeness to our community and to our world. Our service times are 9 and 11 each Sunday morning. Find out more at www.communitycovenant.net. So I remember when I was a kid, they always had to explain that just because you were called to missions didn't mean you were going to be in some third world country eating bugs. You know what I'm saying? And what we've learned as time goes on is that all of life is a mission. And we have different mission opportunities, and some of them are harder than others. And some, of them, some people even get to, to, to minister or to be missionaries on cruise ships. Wouldn't that be nice? So, Pastor George, if you want to come on up. So today, um, George, uh, he is a pastor in our, denom- in our denomination and in our church, uh, what we call a bivocational pastor, uh, which means that he, he, gets, he gets to pastor, but we don't have to pay him. <laughs> That's almost what that means. You know what, George, I realize I need to bring the podium out for you here in just one no, second. Um, that, those have got cords and everything attached to it. I'll get something else for you here okay. in just one second. But um, we're very privileged to have George uh, share with us about his um, ministry um, in uh, on, on the cruise ships as well as share some other stuff with us this morning as well. So- After such a wonderful introduction, I can't wait to hear myself speak. <laughs> um, Folks, it's going to be a slightly different kind of service. It'll be more interactive. It's the kind of service that I do when I go on mission. And so, when there's a scripture up on the screen, please let's read it together. Okay. Um, Heavenly Father, we just ask that your Holy Spirit will make the Lord real in our place, in this place today. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's read together what's up on the screen. Our mission is to bring Christ's healing to our community and to our world. Who is our? Who is our? It's the church's mission. Okay. The Bible's the Bible speaks of two kinds of churches the universal church of Christ from every nation every creed every tribe every tongue and one day when history becomes his story then the universal church of Christ the Bible calls the bride of Christ will be with him I remember when I was living in South Africa, oh, decades ago, um, there was a question asked American journalists, what scoop would they like to cover? And the answer was, the second coming of Christ. And I remember thinking, wow, isn't it wonderful all those Christians are so, all those journalists are all Christians. (laughs) Yeah, right. So our, the, the church is the universal church, but our church is the 
local church. And um, in this local church, uh, Tyler made some announcements about the events. Everything that happens in this church is to bring Christ's hope, healing, and wholeness to the community and the world. Everything. Mops, high kids, students, adults, prayer, women's studies, prayer classes, celebrate recovery, grief, share, divorce care, cancer support, etc., etc. So it's our mission. Now, last week, uh, how many were here last week? Remember that? How wonderful it was that part of the mission was fulfilled with the Vacation Bible School. And it wasn't just Christina who led it, but everybody who was involved in it. We did a little, that's all it takes. What causes a river to flood one raindrop? So, whatever it is you do for the Lord in the church, be that raindrop. And because you can't do everything, don't do nothing. And then, how blessed we were when Mike and the young people shared last week. My most memorable moment came from Gavin. Now, I was in the second service, so I obviously don't know what happened in the first. When he said, the thing that he learned at Chick was, enjoy your pain and suffering now, because when we get to heaven, there'll be no pain or suffering. How profound is that? And then I discover that that's actually quite biblical when James says, you know, we rejoice in all suffering and tribulation. So, So I'm part of our mission, our church. And um, this morning, I'll be looking at, we'll be looking at the service. It'll be in three sections. I'm going to give you a short testimony. We're going to share a few thoughts from God's word. And then we'll celebrate the Lord's Supper together. Okay? Okay. We'll start with my testimony. Um, About four years ago, uh, Pastor Todd uh, commissioned Sandy, myself, Gary, and Marianne. Um, Gary and Marianne are Christians I met on a cruise ship. And um, we go together often and we minister to the passengers and crew. He commissioned us, even though I'd been doing this work quite a while before then. Let's read together. Delight. What is the desire of your heart? What part of our mission do you want to be? If you're really part of it, God bless. If you're questioning, you're wondering what to do, what is in your heart? Begin by delighting in the Lord. Enjoy the Lord. And he will give you the desires of your heart.
Who remembers 2009? Anybody here? Okay. It was a very special year because the governor at the time said anyone born in 1959 could have a free train ride. Okay. Now, my philosophy is cheap is good, but free is better. <laughs> so, um, in case there's any misunderstanding, I was not born in 1959. Thank you, Sandy. So we took the train from Anchorage to Seward to catch a cruise ship. The ship left on a Sunday and the cruise director happened to be a Christian. And he had the Sunday service on Tuesday. And I remember he preached in Proverbs 3, 1 to 6, phenomenal message. And I said to him, I want to do that. And he gave me a phone number for an agency in New York and I called them. And they said, yep, you can do this, but you need to get a pastoral license, a ministerial license. And I did. And with that ministerial license for the last uh, eight, nine years, I've been volunteering and getting a contract with another shipping line to do services uh, for passengers and crew. Now, uh, two weeks ago, I came back from another cruise um, aboard the Star Princess. And there are three things that I do. Number one, um, I'm able to minister to the passengers. Sometimes we have 60, sometimes 250 people turn up for the Sunday service. Okay. The other thing I do, um, I do a Bible study. Every morning there's a Bible study volunteer and we always go there and we do that. Okay. And sometimes there are 40 people, sometimes there are 20 people, sometimes there are 15. No matter, we just do it. And my greatest joy of all is the crew service. These are wonderful, wonderful believers. They don't have buildings, they don't have a budget, they don't have a staff, they don't have any programs. All they have is the Holy Spirit guiding them in the word to make the Lord Jesus King. And the Lord is so good. And this last ship, Captain, we call him Captain Babai, yeah. because every time he finishes his short announcements, he says, Babai, in, in, in English Italian. And um, here we have this picture, and then I also got to know the entertainment director, and she puts me on the program. People, the Lord isn't opening doors. There are no doors. Okay. On the right of the checkered shirt is Brother Emil. He's one of the elders on the ship. And he's a leading carpenter. He's the first carpenter. And he has direct access to the captain. So he goes to the captain and asks him, um, Pastor George is coming. And the captain says, yes, you can have the passenger chapel. 
So the crew um, meets at 11 o'clock at night on Sunday and Wednesday, and we have service. And on Wednesdays, we have communion. Okay. Now we had the great joy a little while ago. Is there someone there that you recognize? Okay. Take it away, Melissa. Two minutes. I haven't said a word yet. Do you want I know. Me, you want me by you? I want, I want, I'm worried you're going to fall off this chair. <laughs> I have to say that we had no expectations when we went on the cruise. We just knew that we were going to have a, a grand time and that Georgie was going to be leading the Bible study and the worship on the ship. And we had no idea what an incredible godly community resides in that ship because you know what cruise ships can be like there's gambling there's drinking there's all this stuff but there the holy spirit just permeates that ship and uh, when george invited us to come worship with the crew and he said oh you know they usually have to worship somewhere else but they got that special permission to worship where we worship where the passengers worship but it's always late at night. It's, you know, it's 11 o'clock. It's after they've finished their full day of work. And they come in, and that place, I tell you, the presence of the Holy Spirit is palpable. You know what I mean? And you can't help but leave feeling filled, uh, radiant. Uh, you want to go out. And what's really fun is when you see these people at work the next day. And, you know, you, you say hi and, 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 you know, you know that they're a Christian. You know that they're serving the Lord in whatever, whether they're waiting, whether they're making beds, whether they're taking care of the kids on the ship. It's incredible. But the ministry there is real. And a lot of them are Filipinos. And they have um, a, lot of, uh, a lot of financial needs. They have home churches. But these guys are on the seas for 10 months out of the year. So they aren't home their home church but they praise and worship as if you know there are there are no doors there are no walls they the lord's presence is there they share the word we shared communion with them it's very moving it's very it's really exciting i highly encourage you to experience it sometime and we went to every bible study that uh pastor george led so it was really, really, it was really, really great. And um, I have to say that, you know, if you feel moved to give to these people, please see Georgie about that. He didn't ask me to say that. I didn't even know I was speaking today. But anyway, um, uh, but it is real. God's presence is there. They work, they worship, they live on that ship. And it's just an awesome experience. Next slide, please. Okay. Oh. And on the ship, because of the generosity of the church, and I have a friend who's a travel agent, every time he gets a booking, he puts money aside. We distrib- distribute literature, Bibles, um, tracts, and um, there are some at the back there, over there, um, that please help yourself on your way out on the table and um, they are good solid literature that enables you to defend your faith we've not believed cunningly devised fables but are based 
Our faith is based on solid evidence. And they put these tracks out in the, in the outside. And on top of that, this literature goes to Pastor Dan Bailey, who's a chaplain in the port of Miami, which is the busiest cruise port in the world. And he's in touch with seven other chaplains, and we've distributed literally thousands of pieces of Christian literature that goes to sailors from all over the world. Okay. And um, this is the world that God has made, and we are blessed to sail in it. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Trust also in him, and he'll bring it to pass. This is our mission. Okay. Our church is, is, is an army of God extending God's kingdom. How do you view it? invite each and every one of us to get on board which ship your call this is my body which is broken for you given for you this cup is a new covenant in my blood let us pray together let the words of our mouths and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight our Lord our strength and our Redeemer. The Word of God message. Legacy. We now have a legacy in this church of 33 years. Pastor Mark came up and we have the three couples 
um, Hank, Ralph, and Bill and their wives who started this church. Anybody know them? Any of them? Okay. Started Grooning Middle, and because of their legacy, we, ha we are here today. They left us something. Okay. And 2,000 years ago, our Lord left us a legacy. He called us to keep his commandments. And very briefly, I'm going to go through four major legacies that the Lord left us. Number one, that God is love. Let's read. The legacy that we have, that Jesus left for us, is that God is love. And in this the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his only Son in the world. Every one of us here this morning is a result of that truth. God's love for us. Jesus did it for us. And this is love. He did it for you. That's a legacy that we have. We're still at it. Beloved, let us love each other for love is of God and everyone that loves is born of God knows him you've experienced God's love you know him and you love one another love each other as I have loved you how did Christ love us unconditionally okay if there is no love in your heart there is no God for God is love love is God number one legacy for all time and we have that because he poured his love in our hearts you can't give what you haven't got you can only pass on the love and grace of God because God is in you and made that possible number two legacy when he truth has come he will guide you into all things for we are the Spirit of God. We are sons of God. Okay. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear it. Are you blown by the wind? People, there are many things we can all do, we can all afford to do. We can afford to go on any cruise at any time. It's not important. What is important is what does the Holy Spirit want you to do? What does the Holy Spirit want you to do today? And we are sealed from His Holy Spirit. How many married folks are here? Okay. Did you put a trinket on your 
beloved's finger an engagement ring? And Ephesians speaks that the Holy Spirit is God's engagement ring in our hearts because one day with the universal church we are going to be the bride of Christ. Okay. And I will ask the Father and he'll give you another helper to be with you forever. Even the spirit of truth will receive. He's given us his love. He's given us his spirit. Then he's given us a third legacy, the Lord's Prayer. Let's read it together. Our Father who art in heaven, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Our Father who art in heaven, our Father, thy will be done, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Let that be our prayer. With all the shambles in the world, we pray that. And this prayer is only for Christians. It's only for those of us who are living in time on the way to eternity. Give us today our daily bread. All that we need to nourish us. Not just the food in the refrigerator or the pantry. But that spiritual food. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Oh, as. Lord, as I forgive someone who wrongs me, you forgive me. If I forgive you 50%, I'm asking God, forgive me 50%. Not good. Let's do it completely. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one is the original Greek. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. All right, now we're going to do a response. I will s say, how can I pray? And what's in red, and you respond, what's in black? How can I pray our? If I only live for myself. How can I pray Father? How can I pray who art in heaven if I do not lay a treasure there? How can I pray, hallowed be thy name if I do not care about being holy myself? How can I pray, thy kingdom come if I live for my kingdom, power, and wealth? How can I pray, thy will be done if I disobey How can I pray on earth as it is in heaven? How can I pray, give us this day our daily bread? How can I pray, forgive us our debts? 
How can I pray? Lead us not into temptation. How can I pray? Deliver us from evil. How can I pray? Thy kingdom come. How can I pray? Thine is the power. How can I pray? Thine is the glory. How can I pray forever? The Lord's Prayer is our third legacy. Let's pray it regularly from our hearts. And the fourth legacy that God has given us is the Bible. Okay. What is the Bible? Basic information before leaving earth. <laughs> After we've left, it's too late. All scripture is breathed God and is profitable for correction. Our mission is to fulfill those good works. For we are Are you living your legacy? Is God's love permeating your heart? Is the Holy Spirit guiding your every step? Are you praying the Lord's Prayer from the depths of your heart? Is God's Word part of your life? That's our legacy. We need to grab it. I conclude in the coast of Southeast Africa, of South Africa, on the coast of Natal, in the 15th century, 15th century, the sailors would get shipwrecked and they would walk along the shore to Lorenzo Marks on the beach. And that shore is littered with bones of dead sailors. Yet one sand dune away was a 50 mile long Lake Sabaya full of fresh water. Don't let a sand dune rob you of the legacy that we have. We're going to celebrate the final temporary legacy which he gave us until he come, the Lord's Supper. When the hour came, Jesus and his apostles reclined at the table. And he said to them, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it again until it finds fulfillment in the kingdom of God. After taking the cup, he gave thanks and said, Take this and divide it among you. For I tell you, I will not drink again from the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes.
he took bread, gave thanks, and broke it, and gave it to them, saying, This is my body, given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after the supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. That's a bummer that I didn't quite play all the way, but I'm going to read those words here in just a moment. Hey, today's a good day. We get to celebrate together the Lord's Supper. And um, as we do that, it's, it's sometimes called the Eucharist, which means Thanksgiving. So we come with thankful hearts. We come with grateful hearts. And as I'm going to pray here in just a second, do you realize, um, I, was, I was reflecting on this, that my heart is more grateful and thankful when I'm willing to think about what it is that God rescued me from and what I've done and to recognize that he just freely gives me his life and his grace and forgiveness despite that. If, you, uh, if you're visiting this morning, um, we want you to know that we really consider the Lord's table, his table. It's not, you don't have to be a part of our church. You don't have to be a part of the covenant you just have to make it an honest expression of a desire to follow Jesus. And in fact, it could be your very first time celebrating communion this morning. It's Jesus who invites us to come. And if you want to respond to that this morning, great. And receive from him and uh, choose to follow him in that. So um, I'm going to read words in just a moment. We're going to pray together, and then what we'll do is we've got two stations up front, to my left and to my right, two stations in the back. And you can go to any one of those stations, and you'll find a cracker there representing the body of Christ and some grape juice representing the uh, blood of Christ. Go ahead and eat the cracker when you're ready, but bring the juice back to your seat, and we'll drink that together, okay, as a sign of our unity in Jesus Christ. So I'm going to read these words. This is 1 Corinthians 11. As the Apostle Paul is recounting the words of Jesus. He says, For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Let's pray together. Father in heaven, we thank you as we come this morning for the offer of life, for the offer of your grace that comes so freely, freely for us, but at a great cost to you as we consider what Jesus did on our behalf. 
And Lord, because of your, your complete forgiveness, because of your grace uh, knows no bounds, may it be that we bring all of who we are, even the ugly places, into your presence in order to thank you, in order to really experience the depth of gratefulness and appreciation for what you've done for us. We thank you and we celebrate the life, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus now. In his name we pray. Amen. So when you're ready, I invite you to come forward to one of the stations. Lord, we receive, we receive from you your grace through your shed blood on the cross. And we drink together as our sign of our unity in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's drink.